Hey there, everyone. Uh, this is HT. Um, I'm going to be honest here. I've, this is probably like my 12th take of this. Um, I, uh, I want to get in front of the episode and talk about something that's uh, happened between the time of recording. Um, uh, and that was that uh, June Foray, um, one of my voice acting heroes, uh, has passed away. Um, I've been struggling to find what to say, honestly. Because uh, she uh, she's voiced a ton of characters that I remember. Like I I can hear her voice uh, when I just think about these characters. Just like it's straight up like I can when I th see Rocky, the instant I think of him, I see I, I I just hear her voice saying something. Like I just a very iconic thing. When I hear Granny and Looney Tunes, when I like just. Whenever I see any of these characters, I just hear her. And she is just both a chameleon, but also distinct. And God, I, I, I was literally trying to think of things to say uh, from like since this morning. Like this is about like about 11 p.m. And uh, I've been thinking about it since at least I got up this morning. Uh, when I said that I wanted to talk about her uh, beforehand. Um, I want to be half the woman that she was. You know? Um, I want to be half as professional, half as well-spoken, half as just charming, uh, and half as just so good at her job, at voice acting. I, I would love to be a voice actor and um it would it's people like june foray that like make me super excited about it um if you want like a full biography of her life there's a really good uh interview that she did with terry gross um on fresh air uh i guess all that's really left to say about her at this point um is i don't think that she'll ever truly be forgotten as long as these cartoons still exist and people care about them she's gonna live well well long beyond a lot of us um Thank you. Thank you, June. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. The Toontown Historical Society presents Toontown Public Works, a program where three highly unqualified doofuses make a mockery of themselves in the name of preserving this great city's forgotten classics. So, God, I'm nervous because I'm trying to figure out what, it, like, what I'm going to do for a song when I'm by myself and I'm getting fucking self-conscious. Jesus. Um, okay. Hey, HT, buddy? What? 
Why are you saying it? Why are you saying it? Hey, it's it's hey, July, raccoon, raccoon friend. Hey. Why are why are you singing a New Year's Eve song when it's Christmas in July? Because <laughs> I panicked. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> openings is hard. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, <everyone. laughs> so, damn it. Yeah, guys, it's uh, it's Christmas in July. Hi! Hello. Welcome to Two Town Public Works. I'm HT the Raccoon. I'm Casey the Dog. I'm Sir the Cat. Hello! Hi! So, yeah, uh, I hope your tinsel and all your stockings are all hung with care and all that. And, well, we'll know if they're uh, not. Well, no, no. Uh, I guess uh, hang your uh, sea stars by your surf. Board? I don't know. My that's whole right. house smells no, like no, no, gingerbread. That's right. That's right. Gingerbread is anytime food. That's what, hap- that's what happens in Christmas July. That's what happens. Uh, and we're totally not doing this just because there's a billion car- Christmas cartoons in the collection. We want to get rid of them so we don't have a billion Christmas cartoons by the end of this uh, show. So, uh, yes. I'm going to have uh, some wassail. Is that how it's pronounced? <laughs> w- was- wassail? Wassail? I don't know. It's the orange stuff. I don't stuff. even know what you're talking about what it's it's the the christmas drink yeah it's it's like it's like uh it's like an orangey apple cider kind of like that one song cider here we go yeah here we go a wassailing it's it's a nice neat little drink the only drinks i know for christmas are eggnog and sadness so um (sighs) they uh, they mix together quite well oh definitely um so we're going to start off the show by talking about something very Christmassy. Recent cartoon news! Okay, Yay! so wait, wait. Before before anyone says anything, I had a moment of clairvoyance, and I've got a feeling that more than one person in this call has selected the same cartoon news to talk about. So what I'm going to do is uh, I am going to have you think about the property you wanted to talk about in your head. Like, think about the name of the cartoon you wanted to talk about. And at the count of three, we will say them all at the same time. So on three, two, one, go. Say it, okay? Three. Sure. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Rocco's Modern Wreck-It Life. Wreck-It Ralph. Stars versus Angrily Falls. I was all right, way off wow. on that timing. None of us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually, surprised. Well, okay, okay, okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was wanted to talk about Rocco's Modern Life, but I also wanted to go last because I actually have a list of things I want to talk about, and I want to make sure you guys talk about your things first. Okay, well, so brevity I- is the soul of wit, so let's be fast. Uh Rocco's Modern Life. The they just showed off. I think it was a. I think it was a part of the uh, San Diego Comic Con or something. They just showed off yeah, like, yeah. like two and a half minutes ish of uh, footage from the upcoming uh, reboot movie. I think. Yeah, it's a movie, uh, and it like it's the same. It's just like it used to be. Oh, it's, it's like, like it's spot on. It's the same voice actors. The writing is like one hundred. I don't know if it's the same writers. It, I think it's most of them. I'm not it was, sure. It was the art style is more crisp, but it looks a lot like the old cartoon. Yeah, see, it it actually seemed a lot like uh, it was actually very strange seeing those characters make references to things that have happened in the last decade. Uh, yeah, and look but, the same as they used to. It's and, almost jarring, but I I loved and, it. Uh, and written in the same way too. Like it's yeah. like the exact same style of humor. Like the way that they did satire on Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah, uh, and and it, I, it's exactly the same. I actually, 
I almost but, take a, a, a mild issue with the satire in it. And, and like, I'm just going to have to forgive it for this because I love Rocco so much. But like, it, it kind of does that thing where uh, it makes fun of the ideologies of modern capitalism, but the people it's mocking are the consumers. <laughs> Um, uh, well, I mean, to some degree, they, yeah, yeah. True, well, like, like when, but, when Invader Zim does that, I hate it. But when Rocco's Modern Life does it, I think the thing that it does differently is it doesn't exempt itself. No. Yeah. Like I, um, I think it actually yeah. is a lot more nuanced than say like a lot of that. Like, and I also think there, it, it's not just that though. Cause like there is straight up like jokes about how NSA government spying going on in that yeah. whole thing. Like there's like it's not just like straight up um, yeah. oh consumers are dumb and yeah, stupid. It doesn't, like, it, it's doesn't like making... it doesn't feel like it's punching down in quite the way that say like for example Invader Zim does. Yeah, um, it's just yeah. basically mo- mocking the culture that's going on right now in general yeah. and it's in a, in a way that isn't completely insulting to the intelligence of its viewers. Uh, so far, at least. Yeah, so look look that up. Cirque, what was the thing that you wanted to talk about? Okay, so if you're like me and you were really, really into Disney, last weekend you had your eyes focused on Disney's like little expo thing, D23. Mm-hmm. I guess little's not a good way to describe it because it's huge. They got like uh, lines out the door there, got people like having trouble getting in and stuff like that. One of the panels there was based on two shows from uh, uh, present time and one that ended a couple of years ago. Well, I think maybe two years ago. Has it been that long? Uh, well, I'm not sure. Gravity Falls and Starverses, both really, really good shows. Gravity Falls is fantastic. It's already finished, so if you have not seen it yet, you don't have an excuse. Just Cirque does a perfect uh, Dipper cosplay just saying correct correct and uh star versus is a show going on right now which is about same caliber maybe a little bit below a little bit above i have not seen enough to really say as much I've i haven't really gotten into the about, uh, so yeah okay here's the th- uh, about star versus uh uh i i would say that they're completely different types of shows and so i won't really make the comparison it's one of those cases of me like saying like taking like the easy way out and saying I do not want to rank things because they're not necessarily the same type of thing because they're doing their functions are essentially different because uh, uh, Gravity Falls is a conspiracy like like horror comedy kind of thing while uh, Star Versus is a deconstruction of magical princesses and also uh, of uh, various uh, ways that we like. Basically, any action cartoon from the 90s, I would say, or any, like, um, or in the early 2000s, too, like, how they handle that kind of thing. And uh, it gets, it starts off as just goofy stuff, but then it becomes, like, uh, about Manifest Destiny and uh, how, revision, uh, like, imperialist regimes uh, use revisionist history and all that kind of stuff. It's, uh, it's really, really freaking good. Yeah, yeah, when I, I, when really I say things. that, like, what? Actually, Christian, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying I've heard good things, like, okay. for the third right. time. <laughs> yeah, when I say, like, same level, I mean, like, quality, like, art wise and, like, writing level wise. They're both in that general ballpark together. They're, they're both Disney, and I think they have a certain level of expected quality assurance. Yeah. Well, there was a period when Disney animated TV show was kind of a 
bad word <laughs> or even disney channel show in general was a bad word but uh now it's getting like there's still bad stuff on it but there's still but there's now an era of like actually quality like serialized television that's coming out of disney animated and like we're getting that with the new ducktales which i'm still super excited for uh we're getting that with we got that with uh, gravity falls and we're getting that with star versus um I would say my three favorite Disney princesses right now are uh, Star Butterfly, uh, and, uh, Moana, and uh, Cusco from uh, Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> uh, sorry, so what was what was the news about these two shows? Well, at the uh, at the like animation panel that they were like Alex Hirsch and the developers from Star Versus were talking at Hirsch said that. We are getting uh, a graphic novel for Gravity Falls coming in the near future. Oh, yeah. I saw something on Twitter about that. That's yes. really cool. I'm wondering who's going to do that because I think they got IDM to do Darkwing Duck. I or somebody like that. Yeah, ID, ID, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think IDW is doing Darkwing Duck. I know that is IDW is doing... Yeah, IDW's doing okay. the the Uncle Scrooge and Donald Duck comics right now, and I believe they're also doing the DuckTales comic that I don't believe has come out yet. I think a different company is doing Darkwing. Okay. I don't know I don't know who's doing the Darkwing stuff, but I'm sure it's probably the same people as those dudes. And I know that they're pretty good in general, so Yeah. Uh, and from and the also, uh Okay, go ahead. Oh, go no no go ahead. Go. Okay. And on the Star Versus side, we are getting a book based on Star's Book of Spells from the show. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's, it's so great. those are uh, those are some things that I stand for later in the year. Great year for uh, publications like that. We're also getting an Adventure Zone comic book, but that is off topic. HT, what is yes. your? I, I'm just excited as all. HT, what is your uh, what is your Wreck It Ralph news? Okay, well. I just want to kind of like add on to the whole D23 stuff because there's a few things about D23 that uh, happened this year um, that were in, that was interesting. Um, I mean, uh, they had a uh, they announced the live action Aladdin stuff. Uh, I don't Yay. remember the na- yeah. I mean, like <laughs> I know I'm not like huge on those live action Disney things, but I I know I've heard that the Jungle Book one is good, and Beauty Beast isn't as bad as people say it is. Honestly, I think it's actually pretty all right. Um, there is a song in Beauty and the Beast that makes the whole live action thing worth it, like a new edition. I love that song so much. Um, but uh, they announced uh like the actors who I mean, and there's a. Relatively newcomer Muslim actor playing Aladdin. Uh, Naomi Watts is playing Jasmine because she's like part No. Wait, no, not Boo. Naomi Watts. What is her name? No, no wait, no. Wait, uh, who, okay, I, love, some... I love Naomi Watts and I think that's whitewashing. <laughs> so I'm conflicted. I don't know if it... Wait, no, is it Naomi Watts or is it... Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, not Naomi Watts. Sorry. Naomi Scott. Sorry, okay. very close name. All right, very all right. I was, I was very nervous. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry. I, I misread that myself, okay? But uh, she's... I, I don't know who she is. She's basically a British uh, actress who is... She was uh, She was in the new Power Rangers movie. Oh, was she? Okay. Yeah, that, that uh, wasn't so good, but... Yeah, I don't... I didn't see it. I can't make an opinion on it. Um, but... Uh, Good God, their choice of genie was absolutely perfect, in my opinion. Uh, they got Will Smith to be the genie. 
Oh, awesome. I they like, couldn't get Shaq, I guess. <laughs> Shut oh, up. God. Hey, 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 hey. hey. Oh, What's with conf- act? Okay, at least. Sinbad? <laughs> uh, no, seriously though, Will Smith is a great choice cuz like I do think that's a uh, good choice, yeah. Like yeah, they didn't cuz well, one Robin Williams, they wouldn't get Robin Williams again, well, other than the fact that they can't, but uh but like cuz they want to go with a more diverse cast and Will Smith not only is a really good well-known name who's got a lot of good respectable clout behind him but he's also like they basically mean Will Smith can play a very happy person again who sings and dances and stuff I'm sure and he's going to I'm sure he's going to come out of the the lamp and he's going to be like let me tell you about Xenu <laughs> Wait, is he a Scientologist? Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 up there on my list with Beck. Uh, uh, that's the other one I can think of that is an unfortunate. Uh, I don't know. Well, uh, whatever. I, anyways, <laughs> whatever. All I know is I'm just happy. To, I'm gonna happy to see a happy Will Smith on the screen again because he's been playing roles where he's completely miserable lately. And I understand he wants to be a serious actor, but then again, he's also was a serious dude in a superhero movie, and I don't want that. I'm sorry, I don't want that. Um, uh, but then, okay, so we got that, then there's, what else was there? Uh, sorry, I have, I literally wrote down all the things. Uh, oh yeah, Toy Story and Kingdom Hearts, which, like... Where someone, huh. someone pointed out to me that the Toy Story animation in the Kingdom Hearts cutscenes is better than it is in the first movie. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. crazy. It looks crazy good. It looks it's super like, good. Like, uh, I remember when the PS2, before the PS2 was out, there was all those, like, the it was like at a PR thing, they were saying that, oh, you could have graphics that look just as good as Toy Story in, on the PS2, and that was never the case. But now we're at a point where, yeah, they actually are just as good, if not better, than the original Toy Story, which is kind of funny to see. They're better. Um, they are, if you look at them side by side. So, yeah. 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 Exciting. Um, then, uh... But the thing that was you weird were big for on me, the uh, Wrecked Ralph thing that came out. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Okay, okay I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. All right. Um, uh, with uh, we, so like they had uh, they they talked. There was a panel for the new Wrecked Ralph movie called Wrecked. Uh, sorry, called uh, Ralph breaks. Uh, no, well, Ralph wrecks the internet. Wrecked Ralph two. Uh, which is a very not good name for a movie. I admit, but I also. Um, like, and I, I don't know. I, I like the premise of, uh, Ralph going into the internet and stuff like that. And See, it, it sounds just rife with product placement to me. And that's what I'm nervous about. Well, I mean, f- here's the thing is that, yes, that's probably the thing, like, but, that, I, to be perfectly like if, fair, but, but to be perfectly fair with the first record, Ralph, that was already the case. Like so I, I trust uh, I trust Disney not to have a scene where they go to like Amazon.com and they're like, look at all the deals. No, don't no. join a union. No, like, this is, this is, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, th- this isn't the emoji movie, which I, I did see a clip from that movie uh, the other day and I was thinking about talking about it, but I'm also trying to recover from it. So, um, but uh yeah, no, like, the thing is about it is that, like, because uh, there's this scene in the movie, apparently, where Ralph and uh, Vanellope uh, get sucked into the Disney blog website, Oh My Disney, um, which is basically Disney's BuzzFeed, where it's just all, 
memes of their characters and stuff like that. But what's interesting to me is that it seems like they know that it's like they're kind of a bit self-aware about it because not only are they kind of painting this as kind of like a very corporate shallow kind of thing where there's literally a line about how Disney buys out things that people like just so they can do money, get money for it. Like there's basically a line that's like that. Um, but they also have like a, apparently, so every Disney princess is in this, uh, is in this scene, like literally all of them. They got all the original actresses and stuff like that. And they all are really catty and rude towards the Star Wars people for getting in their, in their territory. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, like, they, like, straight up, like, mock, like, C-3PO and, like, like and, like, they're basically, like they're, like, they're also, like, apparently Marvel stuff in that area, too. So, basically, all the different sides are fighting with each other over, like, popularity and stuff like that. And straight up, it sounds like the premise is that the internet that like Ralph and Vanellope go onto the internet and realize that it's a very and they mean become and very cruel place <laughs> yes. that huh. is shallow and terrible. And that's kind of amazing. Hey, she, yeah, that's an actual website. What? Oh, my, well, I know, that's I, actual- no, I know. I noticed. I noticed. I was, ah, I was okay. Yeah. Um, but it, like, there's a scene where like Vanellope goes in, with into the dressing room with the other princesses and then says hello and like Mulan draws her sword and uh uh Merida um, I always call her Merida Merida uh from uh Brave p- draws her bow and arrow and then freaking Cinderella grabs her glass slipper bashes it over the table and branches like a bottle <laughs> um, that's nice I like that that's actually that's actually hilarious because I was like thinking, oh, are they going to do something like like I was literally thinking like, oh, I would love it if like they did something actually kind of like like different with instead of being super duper safe with the characters, these princess characters, but they're actually like playing them as both catty and mean as well as like having like jokes like Cinderella like trying to stab Vanellope with her glass slipper. That's I don't know. I mean, basically, it just questions, what is the function of Shrek in the 21st century if Disney is willing to go and do jokes like this? <laughs> and probably do them better? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. We'll see. Well, I think um, we should watch a cartoon now. Yes. How's this going to well, work, I- HT? Because I know that we are focusing only on Christmas cartoons this week. Yes, we are. Uh, let me grab that... Uh, that list, the list, the list. It's literally called the list on my computer. Just ominously. Um, so let's go ahead and do some randomization, but I'm also not super prepared in the sense that I don't really have just all the Christmas cartoons, but they're all, um, they are all categorized by Christmas cartoons. So at least there's that. Um, all right, so we're gonna start with disc number four. Okay, and we're gonna watch uh, Christmas comes but once a year. <laughs> that's, kind of, that's kind of ironic, considering the really ironic, perfect, <laughs> perfect choice. Okay, perfect way to start this off. All right, so let's. All right. All right. Oh, my God. 
Merry Christmas. It's Christmas. Christmas comes but once a year. Now it's here. Now it's here. Merry Christmas, everyone. This was a Max Fletcher cartoon. Let's start with yes. that. Uh, so it looks like a Max Fletcher cartoon. It looks like the, like the Betty Boop ones, and it's about uh, it's about fifteen or eighteen or twenty carbon copies of the same child who wake up <laughs> on Christmas and they and they get toys. Like it's totally fair. They get toys and they ruin them because of their negligence. And then a terrifying old man who who hears the g- crying children breaks and enters and then destroys uh, their stuff to give them really etsy style craft gifts that they don't deserve i should say <laughs> they, <laughs> they're they orphans they they're got, orphans all right you know what sure yeah i fine they're orphans they and they can let's be honest the, was, the toys was, that they broke were pretty shallowly made from the beginning like <laughs> like I was mean to orphans in the first episode. I need to actually stand up for orphans in this one. <laughs> so um, there you go. It's this Christmas uh, spirit. It's coming right out. Yeah, it's my it's my arc. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, this so was this, a, this is a good cartoon. I should probably oh, mention that because oh, yeah. I, I, I it might have sounded like I was slamming it. It's good. It's, no, it's, it's whimsical. A good it's whimsical. It's it, it was not just Max Fleischer. It was Max and Dave Fleischer. Uh, it was a Fleischer Bros thing. Uh, from December 4th, 1936. Uh, and if you know what this cartoon is, and it's super familiar, and you can't think, remember where you saw it, you don't know where you saw it, uh, 90% sure that the reason why is because you watched the Pee-wee's Christmas special. Uh, the Pee-wee's Playhouse Christmas special. Because uh, the, the King of Cartoons cartoon is a shortened version of this cartoon. Um, Wait, a why shortened it, version? Yeah, what they cut out. They cut out the old man, so it had all the orphans crying, and then it just oh, cut God. to the credits. You know, knowing the tone of that Christmas special, that would not be out of place because Pee Wee's <laughs> a jerk in that friggin' special. But uh, no, uh, it's uh, just basically stuff that's like extraneous. Like I think they cut out some of the repeating shots. Um, it cuts it down from like uh, what is like a inner like maybe like eight minute cartoon to about i don't know three or four or something like that i'm not sure um but uh yeah it's 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 a it's a good short i like it a lot i'm actually super nostalgic for this one i was actually really hoping that one of the cartoons we watched this time um would be this short because i knew it was in the public domain and i figured it must have been on this collection so there you go yeah i remember um, seeing this as a kid too it was nice to come back to this yeah, I've forgotten like, about um, it a bit. Basically, Casey had a lot of it right. Basically, that uh, a bunch of orphans wake up in a really rundown orphanage, and they get they have gifts. Which, by the way, this orphanage has absolutely no adults in it. Except, there's a, like, there's, there's a picture of a nun on the uh, wall, but she never shows up. Is it? Oh, I I, I, so. I did not. I, I I have no idea. I wasn't paying attention that much, but I guess. But uh, uh. So yeah, they're, they're no woken adults. up by they're woken up by an alarm clock that has a puppy in it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The puppy so alarm clock. The puppy, which the is, puppy lives in the alarm clock. It only comes out to uh, wake up the smallest child uh, lick, by licking their face, and I guess what happens is that the little kid just stuffs the puppy back in there. For they the load day. it every oh, night. No. It smells awful in there. Ugh. 
No, I mean, no, the puppy's with them for the short, but I'm just like... It's, and then they, um, they open presents and they play too rough with them and they fall apart. Like, uh, all of them do. Every every single toy that they get... No, nah, that, that kid just shot that baby gun and it fell right apart. Like, yeah. first yeah. shot. That's not him being too rough with it. Oh, well, yeah, That's I just shot craftsmanship, maybe, bro. I feel like... I, I, I don't know. I felt like the implication is that they were being too rough, but yeah, that that is just kind of shoddy worksmanship. And maybe you're right. Maybe that was the implication is that no, it I, was I, like all that the orphanage could afford, which would make more sense to me. Yeah, um, I think that's more the implication that the their the orphanage is broke because like the entire place is freaking run down. Like and then, everything is ratty. Yeah. And then cut to a man in his sled, and he has this thing with a bunch of bells, and he's all cheery and happy, and he's singing a song about how Christmas only comes once every year, and he's, like, super jazzed about it, and I don't care, like, what day it is, if I'm, like, living in a suburban neighborhood, and I hear a guy, like, loudly ringing bells outside my de- outside of my room... I'm going to be pretty mad. <laughs> like it, it could, it could be, it could be Christmas Day. It could be, it could be tomorrow. I'd be pretty mad. I, well, okay, this dude, like he, I guess he's an inventor, dude, in the first place. I, I don't know how heavily implies they make it other than the fact that, like, first, okay, he's going down the sled, then he hears a little kids like crying and stuff like that, and he kind of peeks in and sees it, um, and then he pulls out this hat with a light bulb on it. That he puts on his head, and I guess that's supposed to be our indication that he's a guy who makes weird, wacky things. And uh, the light bulb turns on. on when he has an idea. Like, you yeah. Know. He also walks really funny, and I really like it. It's basically, yeah, I he's like, like it a, too. He's like a crab scuttling forward. That's <laughs> great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and the way he gets into the orphanage is really cool too. Like he has like snowshoes. And he steps in the snow, and then he pulls his foot out, and there's snow on the bottom of the shoes, and then he keeps, like, walking, and the snowshoes get taller and taller until he can get onto the roof and sneak in, and without asking permission from anybody whatsoever, he takes everything in the kitchen, uh, everything in this presumably poor orphanage kitchen, and throws it into a giant pile. And then, like, this is... My favorite scene was him, like, building the toys. He builds toys with a bunch of props, like like broomsticks or whatever. Well, the first thing he makes is he gets a washboard and a clothes hanger, two clothes hangers, and then a pair of skis. And he basically fashions it so, like, the coat hangers are on the bottom of the washboard, and then the skis, or, like, whatever... I think it was skis, I'm not sure, but basically... he spits nails into it. like he puts a bunch of nails in the mouth like he's a freaking Molina about to do his, her fatality. It, it was it just, was a very Flesher style clever uh, visual. No, well, yeah, it was, it was it was. But he basically like I guess he put like a ton of nails in it because like for the next three toys he makes he uses the same mouthful of nails that he has. Yeah, he's he's spitting the nails to to put them into the <laughs> to the like. It's like yeah. a David Blaine dude, like how he like David Blaine eats glass because he's freaking eating nails. Yeah, that poor dude's gonna get tetanus after this. It's gonna be a bad like day after Christmas for everyone. And then, uh, and then he he fashions a Santa outfit out of just like loose things around. Yeah, and he goes and and uh, and he he wakes up the orphans and to to kind of echo my previous sentiment. I don't care what day it is. <laughs> if I'm asleep and a man is at my door dressed as Santa Claus, even if it's Christmas Day, 
I'm probably well, you're not also a grown super ad- jazzed about it. You're also a grown adult too, and like, so is he. Well, like, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, if I saw Santa Claus in the doorway, and like I'm taking this from experience, because uh, I actually have a very, um, I have the, like there was a point in my life where uh, uh, I still believed in Santa Claus, and like I was uh, like hanging, like I, I was. It was the right before Christmas, and uh, I was uh, hanging out at home, and then my mother invites my neighbor in, who was dressed up as Santa Claus because he's going to a party or something like that, and when I saw Santa Claus there, I was not thinking, oh my god, it's Santa Claus, I'm super excited, I was like, oh my god, it's Santa Claus, I should be asleep right now, I'm not going to get my gifts, and I ran (laughs) the opposite direction and hid under something. (laughs) <laughs> that's great that's adorable i believed in i believed in santa claus to like a crazy old age i was like 12 yeah i, I was like, like <laughs> i was like 13 or something the world so. yeah the world was like super magical to me for a really long time wait wait actually, you mean you guys still don't you're not gonna get to go on the train with tom hanks and stuff <laughs> oh no no, no, no. H- i get a, i get on which I get tom a, hanks which Tom Hanks? There's like 15 Tom Hanks in that movie. I get, I get the on, a, I get Tom on Hanks a train. Clones. I get on a train with Tom Hanks pretty frequently, regardless. So, oh yeah, yeah. Tom Hanks, Tom and Hanks and them are close. Yeah, uh, we're just, just kind of like our, our weekly coffee on a train that we do. Make sure you make him say the word uh, say heartless, and so I can use that as my ringtone. I, <laughs> I, I actually, I, I'm supposed to try and get him to say his name backwards, and then he'll disappear. But he hasn't fallen for it yet. <laughs> Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, what would so, Tom Hanks? What would Tom Hanks organization organization thirteen name be? Because it'd be his name remixed and with an X in it. I'm gonna have to think about that. I need. I I would need to have like a word document open to figure that out. Um. <laughs> anyway, so so what? Where would where did we last touch on? Oh yeah, so he's there. The orphans are excited to see Santa Claus, and they open gifts, and he's just got like a series of of. Okay, it depends on how you look at it. Like if you're if you glass half full, Rube Goldberg machine, glass glass half empty, uh, Home Alone death trap, uh, and he's got that set up like all over the house. Yeah. Um. And uh. And he's like making he makes snow by carving soap with a cheese grater. Um. And uh, uh, he makes a ski lift with like I think cotton and um, well, not a ski lift, a uh, ski slide, not a ski slide, yeah. like a skiing hill with like basically, cotton basically and, just a yeah. a carnival of hazards. Um, and that's it. Oh yeah, they they sing around a Christmas tree. That's like a real three D Christmas tree thing. Okay, let's let's be honest. Yeah. It was like the forties, right? Orphans didn't really live that long, anyway. So, <laughs> wow, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let, no, let uh, them have their happy times before the end. Uh, Casmothics, Kazoon tight. Casmoxis. Oh, Kasmoxis. that's the Tom Hanks. All right, <laughs> Casmothics. Kasm- that's his. That's his nobody's name. <laughs> <laughs> that's spelled K-S- K-A-S-M-O-X-T-H. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. So what is our next cartoon? 
Um, okay, uh, let's go to the list and let's look that over. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, we're going to disc number nine. Okay. And we're going to watch uh, The Little Match Girl. Oh, God. Oh, no. I, mm, I know the Disney version of this and the Disney version one of this. Very, very heartbreaking, but let's All see. All right, let's find out. Time uh, for sadness. We were lied to. Well, we got, we got a nice, we got a nice little surprise for you folks. You know how so far our podcast has been about cartoons. Because that's our entire theme, because we are cartoons, and everything about the things we enjoy are, in fact, cartoons. Yeah, well, this well, is this, not one of those. Yeah, this is <laughs> this not a cartoon. This year we got a lie for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, the 600 this is... cartoon, this giant 600 cartoon collection, and this is not a cartoon. <laughs> Nope, this is this is a live a- <laughs> this is a one hundred percent live action uh like we we were watching it with bated breath, like like when is the like you know how you know how kangaroo Jack had one scene with a kangaroo so they could advertise like with a talking kangaroo so they could advertise it as being a talking kangaroo movie. We were waiting for the three seconds of animation that would qualify it for this disc set, and it never came. It never came, so <laughs> the miracle never happened. Yeah, so uh, so we're we're going to talk about it anyway because I'm pretty sure this uh, this uh, five to eight minute short is a precursor to Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. <laughs> Friends, we did not get sadness. We got confusion. It is well, like, it is like it is like pure Lynchian horror. <laughs> like it's, it's it's like it's basically it looks like. I'll, I'll be shocked if Rift Tracks hasn't riffed this by now, because it's insanely riffable. Like it's, it's like, basically, it's it's a recap of the Little Match Girl, which is a famous uh, story by Hans Christian Andersen, who has a fetish for killing young girls, apparently. Oh um, yeah, we should we should mention this is the second orphan feature in a row, and if we get if we hit three orphan features in a row, then we win the jackpot. If we hit three we orphan, orphan features in a row, yeah, then cast adopts a shape. Three orphan. We'll, we'll get an orphan, and then they'll do the editing, and Alex will be fired. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh... When well, no, like, you uh, press the mix the eye, you'll figure it out. Sir, can I do the, can I some audio mixing, sir? I'm going to need you to stop that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather if I did my Angus and Donald voice, sir? Okay, I don't. All right, let's. I don't. Sure, that's better than whatever it was before. So uh, we're. Uh, so yeah, the it's so a, a little a little girl uh, is sad because it's it's Christmas and she's cold and she's an orphan, and like some some little boys and by little boys I mean, like you you know how in television high school students are played by like twenty five year olds. These well, are five year olds playing thirty year olds. No, yeah, I screwed that up. Yeah, so so <laughs> they they're having a snowball fight and they knock over all of her garbage, and she picks it up and uh, and she goes to light a match so she'll be warm and Santa appears in front of her and takes her 
away to Purgatory. To Skyrim, because uh, she meets up with a bunch of frost giants. No, so, like, this, when I when I was talking about it being, like, Lynchian, like, pure David Lynch horror, this is what I'm talking about, is, like, all of the costumes and, like, the, and the choreography that ensues in this next section where a whole bunch of frost giants and snowmen dance for her, all of the costumes, everything just feels like it's ripped straight out of the surreal parts of Twin Peaks or from like, like some sort of eraser head style. If you, if you took uh, out the music that they had in the uh, short and you replace it with Roy Orbison, it would be right on the dot. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Or if you, or if you like Roy Orbison in Spanish, or if you, uh, if you just took out the music entirely, <laughs> that would be Santa, super weird. Santa suit it red. But no, uh, like, yeah, it's, it's like, basically it's just a bunch of different Christmas vignettes. There's weird costume snowman people who look like they're like, pregnant or something they got they got uh, kids that look like they got skull faces dancing around black seats and top hats with them like to the to the uh, to like the nutcracker music of all things like uh and then like uh just like santa like gives her a, a corella de vil like jacket and then like but then like they all disappear and she's like oh no my match went out so she lights another one of her matches uh and then uh, she, she sees she, she sees ends up in a black void, and she yeah, so sees. so she sees so she sees first she sees the Starbucks version of Christmas, <laughs> and then she sees real Christmas. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot to mention the end of uh, end of the last cartoon we watched. Not uh, the Christmas comes in one years. It ends with uh, ho- uh, holiday greetings with Santa on it, and it's like, wow, the war on Christmas started early, huh? Nineteen thirty-six. <laughs> Uh, yeah there you go <laughs> uh but yeah she sees she sees i i think it was supposed to be mary magdalene or no no not not mary magdalene the other mary the, um, the one who was mary, in the christmas the mother of jesus sure yeah. strange mary yeah so uh so the the, the virgin mary uh, and, uh and she she whispers words of wisdom let it be and then lights the christmas tree alight with, uh, fun, with a fun sparkler fact that, the reference to Mary in that song was actually Paul McCartney's mother, his actual mother, Mary. But yeah, sure. No, seriously. Um, yep. Okay. And, uh, it still yeah. works as a reference. Okay. God. Yeah. No. 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 It does. I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> trying to slam you. I was just doing like a little. Did you know the Beatles type? Jam the, Be- here. the Be- uh, Beatles trivia in our cartoon podcast, talking well, about a not if, cartoon. <laughs> yeah. If, if we might as well talk about like fucking like uh like Jolly Ranchers or something. It doesn't matter. We can. <laughs> We can talk about anything we want now because this. Did this you know podcast... that if you stack? Did you know if you stacked every single Jolly Rancher from here to the, uh, from Earth to the Moon, it would go seventeen times. What? I don't know. If that's true. I don't know. Oh, geez. No, I. That. <laughs> it seems like it would be more. <laughs> that's all. Anyway. Every... Okay. So. Uh, so. So yeah. That, there's another section of dancing which which once again like back back to the twin peaks this one has like the woodsman like from twin peaks well like here's the thing though it's like we we were looking at the adult and they're chinese dolls and i was really scared i was gonna our show was finally gonna have to deal with a really racist thing um but uh no it didn't really do that but like okay i saw the dolls there and i'm saying oh so what they're gonna do is gonna make the dolls dance in stop motion and that's why it's on this christmas cartoon collection 
But no, she looks at the dolls and then they just like become a bunch of actors who start dancing around and like little children playing a violin that look completely disinterested while like she like, by the way, this little matchstick girl, she has amazing expressions. Like, it's just like, like when she looks at the fire, she's just wide eyed. Like she's never seen fire before. And then like when she's watching these dolls dance and stuff like that, she's just like laughing and it just looks like, (laughs) she gives a smile like a lumpy from the Star Wars holiday special. Yeah, like she's basically yeah, this is basically Life Day. Uh the little <laughs> life gay girl. Oh no. Oh. The little life gay girl? Wait, wait! Oh my god, this really is Life Day because this is the Star Wars Holly special because it's all a bunch of people we don't give a crap about watching people dance. And there's a bunch of people in robes too. Yeah. Well there and, you and, go. And, and Jefferson and, Starship and, is in it. We hadn't even got to that yet. <laughs> Um, amazing that they made their first appearance in this cartoon yeah they they really got they went really far (laughs) yeah they weren't even jefferson airplane yet uh they're they're hamilton starship (laughs) hamilton starship they were they were uh uh, oh god uh i tried to think of something clever and i couldn't so instead you get this franklin Uh, Franklin Mint. I don't know. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> I don't know. First right. of the- <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, I, I think the implication at the end, because like she, she tries to light all of her matches at once. And then I think the implication is that she died of oh, like no, unknown no, no, that's, causes. That's what happens. In the story, the very last part is she lights all her matches at once because she really wants that warmth so she can pretend it's so. There's a really good Disney sh- animated short, by the way, which we could have watched instead of this, but it is in public domain. But, uh, like, really good animated short that's basically an adaptation of it, and it's really gorgeous and stuff like that. And that one, Disney doesn't wuss out on, like, the, by actually having the actual death happening, you know? Like, straight up, like, it, like, Basically, because she lights all their matches, Black Void, there's her mother again, who's also Virgin Mary. Okay. Um, and then uh, they hug it and say, oh, it's her mother again. She'll never feel cold again. And that, she died. That's it. She died. But, she, but they, don't, they don't say that. They don't show her dead. In the cartoon, you literally see her mother's ghost come out, pick up the dead girl. Uh, and Well, not pick up the dead girl. She picks up her soul and then basically takes her to the afterlife. That's basically what happens in that short, and that's what happens in the car- in the actual original Hans Christian Anderson cartoon. And it doesn't happen here. What nope. I'm sa- what we're saying is they had a chance to sell one thing in their busted live animation short, and they failed to do it. Uh, yeah. So- like sometimes when I watch stuff like this. Like cartoon shorts, like there's sometimes when I look at a short where, like, especially like by Castle Films, because this was a Castle Films short. And if you know Castle Films, it's probably because you're an MST3K fan, because they've done a lot of shorts that uh, MST3K did. And a lot of those ones are very cheap and obviously look like, oh, just cheap cash in, sell a filler and stuff like that. But there was production in this, very weak production, but there was production. And I'm just wondering, what were they thinking? Like, why were they, like, were they actually trying to do something good here? Or were they, like, also in the same cheap mentality? And, I, I don't know. Hey, we I, got I time. I'm... Let's squeeze in a shot of the little match girl. We can do this. We can do this in, like, a day. 
<laughs> yeah. I'd be shocked if it was took more than like a get, week to get shoot those frumpy ass uh, Frosty the Snowman costumes out of storage. Get some of the dancers over here. We can do this. Well, okay. Let's watch another. Let, let's watch another one. Yes, and this is um, see the way I've been doing this because okay, here's the thing: this cartoon collection, uh, you know, instead of making sense, they decide to have uh, because like they have a whole bunch of Christmas cartoons. I think that's a total of about twenty or thirty, thirty some. I think of cartoons of their Christmas ones, uh, uh, or like just under thirty. And instead of having them all in one disc for, like, people to, like, say, hey, this is the Christmas disc, you don't have to watch this one if it's not Christmas, they put all the Christmas cartoons across three different discs. <laughs> so the way I've been doing this is I've just been going, okay, the first disc that has Christmas cartoons, the second disc that has Christmas cartoons, and now we're doing the third one that has Christmas cartoons. Okay, so is... what you're saying is you're doing this in the least convenient way for us, because <laughs> we have to. Yes, yes. All right, that's fine. Because <laughs> I want to make cause, <laughs> Go ahead. because because you know what, <laughs> screw it. <laughs> Just like why right. not? They're they're gonna make it difficult. I'm gonna make it difficult. Um. All right. So, drum roll and I wonder if we're gonna have a special Christmas drum roll. And we're gonna watch Howdy Doody's Christmas, and that is on disc number. Did you say Howdy Doody? Howdy doody. Yes. Oh no. Howdy doody. Alright. Uh it's howdy doody time. It's howdy doody. Is that time. that's the theme song. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> know, that's literally that's all I know about howdy doody. It's just the theme song. Oh, <laughs> oh, I, I, thought, I thought I was I thought I was joking. Alright. Uh alright, let no, me No no that really is that's really the theme song. <laughs> alright. Once again, not a cartoon. Bill Harmson founded the Jolly Rancher Company in 1949. Welcoming to customers. <laughs> his candies were originally sold in Denver, Colorado, making his other products like ice cream hard to sell in the cold winter months. I think what Casey's trying to say is that there was absolutely nothing interesting whatsoever in this show. Like we have to, we have to change the name of our podcast. <laughs> Yeah, because it's not we, it was, again. We don't, it was we, not a cartoon. So uh, cartoon. in Kingtown, do they have like a, a garbage chute where you put the uh, the bad cartoons or the not a cartoons? Because we're gonna we're gonna so. be using them using that it's this like, time around. Yeah. It's like uh, so. I I think I think the logic behind it is okay. It, it, it just opens up puppets. to a. It just uh, sorry. It just opens up to a portal in cool world. That's all. Yeah. I'm <laughs> It has puppets and it has clowns, and to its credit, you know what? It does have more animation than the last non-cartoon we watched because there is a brief, like, five-second clip. Of, Which I'm uh, sure is from another short that they took the animation from. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm sure, rate, I'd be shocked if it wasn't on this collection. Uh, yeah. At, at, at any rate, this this cartoon is uh, is a mess. It is not quite. 
it is not quite surreal in the same way the last one was, and instead it is surreal in a completely different way. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's okay. So basically, uh, so two two terrifying you, things: puppets and clowns. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> like uh, it's it, it's it, God. If you haven't seen How You Do before, which by the way I have not until today, uh, apparently it's a bunch of puppets and clowns, and then adult men. Acting like children, I guess. There's a dude called Ugly Sam that looks like Kramer, who actually is pretty it's, handsome. It's funny because, like, I I made I made the joke early on because because yeah, Ugly Sam has kidnapped Santa. I made the joke early on and I said, "What what is John Linnell doing to Santa?" And that got no laughs. <laughs> and then Zerk said, "Oh, I love Kramer," and we all laughed. So <laughs> it was better. <laughs> I didn't hear you saying John Linnell. <laughs> yeah, actually, I didn't hear I'm, that saying at the, all. I'm saying the reference now. The resemblance, yeah. I mean. They just, they just had the same hair, I think, <laughs> and loose t-shirt. Whatever. You saw a lot of you saw a lot of shoulder blade in this cartoon. So if that's what you're into, you're in luck. Uh, so, not a cartoon. Sorry. Anyway. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so the first chunk of it is just antics with a clown named Clarabelle. Where Clarabelle and he does clown stuff and who gives a shit? Santa um, Claus is coming. We need to get the tree ready. Santa Claus is coming. Uh, he's coming at twelve o'clock. Oh, he's gonna turn. And it's it's thing that's it's just funny because like like who's who's the other guy in it? Cowboy Dan, Buffalo Dan? Bob, I believe his name is. Cowboy Bob, Cowboy, Cowboy, what's his name? Like every time the clown does something, he has like a pained expression on his face, like the same one we were probably making. Yeah, like same, same, like, right like there. legit, <laughs> legit, like pained expression when the clown like was was doing his clown garbage, and you know, like it's it's stuff like like. <laughs> Clown garbage. Yeah, it's it's stuff like he like looks up the chimney to see if Santa's coming, and they pour coffee grounds on his face or whatever, and it's supposed to be like soot, and like uh, you know, just just like general unfunny, terrifying clown garbage. Um, uh, clown garbage is my corn cover band, by the way. But corn with a but, C, uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I said. That's what I meant. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, that was my joke. Yeah. All right, so, well, <laughs> uh, but like, okay, so then, and then, uh, Santa doesn't show up at midnight, even though, by the way, the clown changed the time, and everyone saw that, but people just accepted that meant that it was like time for it was midnight. But even still, the clown messes the clock, and nobody know nobody cares that like Santa's supposed to be there on midnight because apparently he's supposed to be there on midnight exactly. Uh, and then the minute he's not there, like the second he's not there, everyone's like, "Where's Santa?" And uh, we get a shot of Santa. Yeah, this is this is my this is my favorite part is because it takes a hard cut to behind Santa in a chair with his hands tied behind his back. <laughs> yeah, he's like tied up, and because ugly Dan or whatever, Sam. I don't know, like ugly Sam, ugly Sam, I think. I, yeah. Everyone is named Dan, in my opinion, in this short. So even Santa, he's Dan. Yeah, taking so Dan taking, uh, taking that out uh, of the Homestar Runner Bible, I guess. Uh, <laughs> ugly Dan uh, has ugly Santa Dan, whatever. Uh, like basically, he hasn't tied up because apparently, uh, ugly Sam, whatever, thinks that Santa is a bearded burglar. But here's the thing: Santa Claus was in his own workshop, so. 
Like, it'd be one thing if, like, Santa was, like, uh, going around kidnapping. Like, well, not. Wait, well, I was about to say Santa was kidnapping people. What the fuck? Whoa. Uh, you want to think if, like, uh, Santa Claus was, like, going around doing his thing and then he broke in. He goes into. Well, he broke into uh, ugly sam's place and then he's like burglar ties him up and said oh you're the bearded burglar like in his house no he went to the northern ice cap and he just was there (laughs) and he went into santa's house and was like you're a burglar dirty dan really really needed that money (laughs) dirty dan all right so yeah so uh so uh, so ugly sam is there sam uh Pajama Sam, like, is there, and so they, the, the fucking cowboy, sorry, I'm cursing so much, I'm just, I'm, I'm done with this. Uh, <laughs> the cowboy breaks in to Santa's workshop with the puppet in his coat. Uh, oh, by the way, do we really even talk about the puppet at all? Who cares? No, because it doesn't, he's hardly there. He's, he's the titular character, and he, he, hide, he, he hardly appears. Host. Yeah, he's, like, basically there to just, his name is Howdy Doody, and he's just there to say, yep. Hi! christmas and then no guys stop it when they, there's they're all fighting with each other and like yeah like this this uh, this puppet spends most of the time he's in it in his true form as an inanimate object yeah. uh, so <laughs> the so spirit he's like vessel around. is left it's a very yeah. bad haunted doll it's left yeah. its spirit vessel and uh all puppets well, are haunted so they this is fact yeah so they uh uh, I don't even remember what happens. They, they just tell Ugly Sam, like, oh, that's Santa. And he's like, no, he's not. He's a burglar. And, and then Santa gives Ugly Dan a mirror because that's what Ugly Dan wanted for Christmas. And then he's like, oh, you're our Santa. And womp womp. And then we see the five seconds of Christmas animation. And then. Which is uh, Santa taking off in sleigh. And then credits. Like. Yep. God. That's it. Oh boy, there's okay. Another th- like much like how I'm regretting how many Three Stooges shorts there's on this collection. I'm regretting how many Howdy Doody shorts there are on this collection because there is a lot of those. So we're we're two out of three for Castle Films productions this time, <laughs> and two out of three not cartoons in this yep. time too. So there you go. We did it. We watched three Christmas shorts. Uh, um also we should have mentioned it is august not july yeah like by the time this comes up it's august so (laughs) so hi this is a quick retcon if you've been listening since the very beginning it's christmas in august for you but it's july for us just just use my vocaloid uh alex and just whenever someone says uh july just put uh august instead all right so i think we should move on to the prompt so help me god Yes, okay, finally. Uh, um, okay. So. <laughs> oh, God, this episode. Okay. So, uh, every week we have a prompt that we ask our audience in the last episode uh, and also on our Twitter account, at uh, Toontown Public. And uh, we get your responses. And also, if you ever want to... Uh, uh, 
If you ever want to answer a prompt, you can at me at Twitter or you can email me at uh, ToontownPublicWorks at gmail.com. If you want to answer a past prompt uh, because you missed out on it and you have something to say that we didn't mention, uh, go ahead and send that prompt in too, uh, as well as the prompt answer whatever prompt we're on right now. Uh, And our prompt for this week was uh, what was a cartoon that you watched in school that you're very nostalgic about. Now, um, I'm going to go out and say that right now, uh, that some people didn't really understand the prompt, at least on the Twitter, because, uh, the couple people, like the couple people that responded, uh, uh, brought, like brought up cartoons that they watched after school and they're very nostalgic about during school. And, uh, like, uh, Duino Duck, du, Duino D Duck, is that how I pronounce it? Duino, Duino, Duino D yeah. Duck. Uh, uh, like he was bringing up uh, Tiny Toon Adventures because that was something he watched like roughly school. And that's cool information, but it wasn't necessarily the prompt. So I did get him to respond an actual answer to that, which was uh, uh, Cyber Chase, which was a uh, uh, the Scooby Doo anime- one, right? What? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. It was, uh, <laughs> No, it wasn't Scooby Doo and Cyber that's, Chase. That's, is this, is this the, a PBS cartoon? Because I was, was going PBS to say, cartoon. I was going to say that would be a weird one to watch in class. No, <laughs> okay, no no. no, no, go ahead and tell me about Cyber Chase because I don't know what it is. Uh, Cyber Chase was an uh, animated uh, show on PBS that I actually watched as a kid. And there's actually several things I learned from it. Um, it was all about math and numbers, and it was about a group of kids who could go into the computer mainframe like the computer basically go into the internet and they were chasing after a master criminal who tries to like uh do things with math and numbers to like get his way and money and steal stuff and they I had think the talk- criminal was voiced by Christopher Lloyd actually yes i was about to get to that i was about nice. to get to that uh the the criminal is voiced by uh Christopher Lloyd and uh they they also had a talking bird sidekick that was a talking robot bird sidekick who was voiced by Gilbert Gottfried. Wait, what? Yes, of course. Yeah, Gilbert Gottfried voiced the the, the talking bird dude cuz you Sick. Gilbert Gilbert, Gilbert Gottfried cannot stop talking uh like voicing animated birds. Like he that's his like thing, I guess. Um but like there was a lot of interesting episodes. I remember there was like one about like how to tell time without a clock and like them having to like make their own like hourglass using like this gem like this kind of like sand that they found basically measuring it out uh to make so they could like tell how much time has passed by so they could go through this temple in a specific time frame um there was one about uh how to do like how uh a person was on trial because they people claimed that their ranch where like the ranch was outside of the uh the dimensions that you're allowed to like like as much area that you are allowed to get but then they did uh area and like area math and basically said that it was within the square footage that they were allowed to do and stuff uh it was it was interesting it was a it was actually a fun little uh cartoon show that i remember fondly from uh both my youth and apparently duino uh also felt so felt like that too so that's cool um i also got an email from cherry pie who uh again i think they didn't necessarily understand the prompt but i think because like they said uh they watched it in school but apparently they watched fillmore in school and i don't know i i mean i could see that being shown in a classroom even though it's not remotely educational at all maybe they just Uh, had cool teachers or something 
Maybe. Uh, I know people had anime, like, cl- like classes and stuff in high school. Like, people would watch, like, Sailor Moon in class and whatever, but... That wasn't necessarily the spirit of the uh, spirit of the question, but you know, still, that's cool. Thank you, Cherry Pie. Uh, also, by the way, uh, they said Cherry pa- Cherry Pie also mentioned that uh, it was interesting that from a Canadian perspective, it was they wondered whether or not schools in the United States were really that huge, uh, and for the answer for that is uh, no. <laughs> I mean, they're big, they're they're a decent size, but I would not uh, like it was not like. Uh, the way that they basically arranged the school there, it was like practically a college campus. <laughs> that was not what it was. That was not what high schools were like at all. My high my high school is actually pretty enormous. Like it I wasn't mean, it, was, it wasn't it wasn't a college campus. Like I couldn't I couldn't like like but there were like multiple buildings. Oh yeah, I mean like I think that's you know. common that there are multiple buildings and stuff. But I think um, I, it was not I, like Fillmore basically presented a like th- like three story school I think, and like that had like a ton of like like it had an indoor pool and a gymnasium, and stuff. And I've never been to a school that had that. So, no, we but, didn't. So yeah, that. thank you for uh, thank you for your answer, Cherry. Yeah, yeah thank you, you very much. This is the second email from Cherry Pie. Um, so, uh, what do you guys have for answers? I have an answer, and I really am really excited to get to it, but I would like you to get to it first. I'll go last, if you guys are okay with that. Uh, okay, sure. Uh, so, KC. Um, okay, so I, I didn't pick one that I'm nostalgic for, because I couldn't come up with one. Instead, I picked the one, uh, like, I, I had this answer prepared since our last episode, because this is one that, uh... Uh, this is one that I had my mom rent from the library a bunch of times, and it was a, it was a, uh, okay, so, a disclaimer, it's racist. Um, okay, It is, uh, Fair it is uh, yeah, it is uh, Mouse on the Mayflower, um, oh. which was, uh, that was a, uh, I mean, it was, it was a cartoon about a, about a, a mouse who joins the pilgrims on their pilgrimage to Plymouth Rock, and meet the barbaric natives and they're oh. you know like, like they so well oh. it, it doesn't it, it portrays a very sing-songy version of that story <laughs> oh you so know? like you know the typical white myth the, this thing from yeah, it uh, was adam's family values kind of thing <laughs> yeah it was it was a product of its time like it, it uh you know it, it had it ended it ended with a thanksgiving dinner you know, yeah. and, and like, and, but, but like the, the portrayal of all of the Native Americans was not, uh, I mean, mm. it was not accurate. It, you know, it was, it was very, Do they uh, get a song? I don't, I don't remember if there is actually music in it. It's been a long, 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 long time since I've watched it. Like we're talking, uh, we're talking early single digits. Probably I was in first grade. I don't remember what age you are when you're in first grade, but, uh, yeah, that, uh, that's the one that I remember. Well, um, let's see. I will actually, if you, if neither of you guys answer the thing that I'm, uh, thing I'm thinking about, then I'm going to just say it out loud. Oh, believe me. Mine is not what you're thinking about. Okay. Well, let me get to my actual answer. Uh, cause my answer is, uh, uh, it is a, animated movie that was uh released uh in the 90s it was an adaptation of a ray bradbury book 
uh, that uh, is actually uh, I haven't read the original book, but it's actually a really good short, and it's called uh, The Halloween Tree. Oh, I know uh, this one. Is this yes. the Leonard Nimoy? Yes, Leonard Nimoy plays the uh, this uh, basically death. He basically plays death because the story is uh, it's about uh, a group of kids on Halloween who uh, one of their friends is uh, gravely sick. Uh, and they're about to go on Halloween. Um, so then they go to the place where they ha- there's this famous haunted tree kind of thing that, that they call the Halloween tree. And when they get to there, uh, they meet up with this old gangly dude who like lives in the house there, which is implied to be the Grim Reaper because he knows about this uh, this uh, little this kid who's uh, dead gravely ill and uh, said that he's uh, saying that, uh, oh, he's gone. He's dead. Uh, he can't have him back. Uh and basically they start chasing around uh, different things. And uh, throughout it, they go through different eras of history. Uh, I can't remember all the different eras, but basically like very small history, that different they cultures. Did, uh, Fer- Egypt, like yes. Middle Ages of Witches and stuff, Dia de los Muertos. Well, yeah, yeah, they do. Basically, they go through uh, various points in history and cultures to discuss uh, different Halloween and Halloween-like traditions. Um and the reason why this shirt's super nostalgic for me is because the uh, Los Dias Dias Muertos uh, section, uh, because uh, the Day of the Dead, uh, it's not a Halloween thing. It's just to get it right out front. It's its own. It's actually a very reverent holiday about uh, uh, about uh, your people who you love that died and going to them and like uh, paying tribute to them and uh their spirits and all that kind of stuff um but there's also really gorgeous imagery and i think the short does a pretty decent job of portraying uh, what this holiday is because i remember having a pretty decent understanding of what the holiday was what the day was like uh in part of this but also it got me super interested into more of it and i learned more and more about it and became one of my favorite uh non uh usa holidays uh uh like traditional western white holiday that i was one of the first times I was really super into learning about another culture, you know? And, uh, basically the short ends with, uh, the kids offering, uh, a bit of their lives, like a couple of years off their own lives, uh, to give to this, uh, kid so they could hang out with and basically bring them back to life. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And it ends with the, the kid coming out, uh, and celebrating Halloween with them. Um, and it's a really, really fun short, uh, well, not sound short, it's actually a movie, but it's a really cool movie that, uh, explores different cultures and ideas of, uh, and around my favorite holiday, which is Halloween. Uh, and I remember watching it in school and I, ha- it's so incredibly nostalgic for me in so many ways. And I, one I think part, it's great. One important thing to note about this movie is that the original writer, Ray Bradbury, is doing the narration throughout all of it, and he's doing a phenomenal job as he does. Oh, yeah, yeah. He does it. He wrote the teleplay, too. So it's like, it's straight up like, and like, it's not a 100% same adaptation for what I understand, but it's basically a very close one to like for television that uh, they, he could possibly do. And that's cool. Um, so, yeah, Cirque, what's your answer? All right, kids, get ready for Jesus. Okay, so uh, when I was little and all through high school, I went to Catholic school. So about that, in Catholic school, we got Bill and I, yeah, we got, uh, I think, a couple of cartoons, like around the holidays and stuff. But we also got a bunch of cartoon adaptations of, like, 
Bible stories and stories about saints. I think there was one about, um, I think, what is it? St. Patrick, where they talked about how he converted uh, the country of Ireland to Christianity and drove out the snakes and stuff. There was one about, I think, Hall of Tarsus. Because he was a mongoose. What? Yes, he was. He transformed into a mongoose and he hissed at it and then killed McGee. That was the end of it. Yes. That's great. And then uh, there were there were actually a couple more of the uh, things that you expect from, like, Christian media. Like, there was this one, like, live-action thing where, like, they'd have a cartoon, like, little man say, Oh, Johnny, you gotta be nicer to people. You can't go do drugs and stuff. And stuff like that. They had, like, a TV made-for-TV movie where some kid went from a rural town to the urban, like, center and got all, like corrupted by the evils there and came back and started like a gang or something. I, we didn't finish that one. That one sucked ass. <laughs> but there was one that I thought was like really like really nice that I thought back about and I, I liked it. It was like really big nine. It was about uh Saint Bernadette of Lords. Her thing was she was a little girl in like some small town in France. And, like, one day while she was doing chores, she went out to a spring. And while she was there, she saw a, like, a image, like, an appearance of the Virgin Mary there. And the Virgin Mary pointed to the spring, and I believe I'm paraphrasing a lot of this. She was like, this place is sacred. If you bring people here, like, and show them this stuff, a spring is going to pop up. And the spring is going to have magical water that will heal people. And it was basically the story about, like, People being like, you're a little girl, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. And then coming over and getting healed and stuff. And it, it was like, it was just like a cute little, like, thing yeah. about this, like, little girl and how she believed and stuff. And it, it was, it was generally harmless and the animation was alright. I, I liked it. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I'm legitimately shocked that either of you did not say Donald Duck in Math Magic Land. I'm gonna be I don't actually think they showed Mathematic Land there. Well, like I like I said, I went to like two years of primary school education, right? So well, like, that's fair. yeah, I I I just kind of dipped and came back in middle school. <laughs> Basically, you you saw Quack Pack more than you did that short. Uh, probably. Uh, it's a really uh, good short. To the counter there. We haven't we yeah. hadn't mentioned Quack Pack in two or three episodes, I think. No, we we mentioned it last time. I remember. <laughs> Oh, all right, great. Well, we've mentioned <laughs> Quack Pack in probably the majority of these episodes. All right. I think so. We got but... it in. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, uh, so, okay, our prompt for uh, next week, or rather next episode, because it's not going to be, because the episode's going to be for, epi- uh, let's see, it's going to be August for, the for episode for, let's see. August next episode. Well, August 1st is the one that this episode is. So after okay. that, it'd be... I think August 15th or 14th or something like that. I think it's 15th. I'm going to say 15th. Something um, like that. You're prompt for August 15th. Uh, and I'm going to say by the end of the week, this week, the week of this podcast, because usually we record the week of uh, the week after we like the week during the uh, released episode. So like the Tuesday that this episode comes yeah. on probably around Friday, Saturday, Thursday, around those days, we're going to be recording uh, the next episode. Um, and uh so just so you know the time frame uh but the prompt is what was a cartoon that gave you nightmares as a kid 
Oh boy. All right. <laughs> There's probably a couple. That yeah. is going to be hard for me to think about. Yeah. I mean, I don't have an immediate answer for this because a lot of the stuff that scared me as a kid was like live action stuff. But I think if I think hard enough, I will find something because I know that something really screwed me up as a kid. I mean, it's pretty obvious that something did screw me up as a kid considering <laughs> who I am as a person. But um, uh, yeah, so uh, if you want to answer our prompt, uh, we'll have a question that I'll put up on the Twitter. It may already been up for a while because uh, I might want to bring it up early before this episode releases. But um, I'm gonna. If you want to reply on Twitter, you can just at me and uh, tell me your answer on uh, to uh, at Toontown Public. And if you want a more of a long form kind of answer to this or respond to a prompt that we've done uh, before, uh, ans- uh, please uh, send it to toontownpublicworks at gmail.com. And I've actually did a tweet recently um, where uh, it has like a lot of important links for our thing. Uh, there's uh, the main website, toontownpublicworks.com. Uh, there's the RSS feed, uh, our iTunes links. Uh, as well as our email address, uh, and that's pinned to the top of our uh, Twitter page right now. Hey, H2, uh, do you want do you want to repeat that email address again? You, you cut out a little bit there. Oh, uh, well, if it, it, I don't know if it cut out for you guys, but if it did, uh, it was ToontownPublicWorks at gmail.com. And All if right, you check cool. ToontownPublicWorks.com, you will find the clips to the one cartoon and two non-cartoons we watched provided i'm able to find clips uh yeah provided we could mm. find it but th- that's true of every short that we also done like and also in our show notes we also have the, them in there too yeah so they, they will be in the show notes and uh i think that's it i think that's all we had to mention oh uh i want to thank uh super ship 76 for uh giving me my new microphone if i actually sound decent this episode is entirely because of him sending in his uh, microphone uh it's a uh, blue snowball and i know it's a usb mic but it's actually pretty good and it's a lot better than the one that i had before so really appreciate oh, yeah. it and uh thanks, major Nate. thanks yeah yeah thank you very much and a major thanks to alex our uh, our editor once again yeah every week thank you so so much alex for all that you do for us uh this show uh this show and is uh is uh, he, he is instrumental to our process so thank yeah, you yeah like it would not he exist awesome. in the way that it does right now if it wasn't for him at all. Like, it'd be way lower quality overall, uh, mm-hmm. I would say. And uh, I would also like to thank you for listening. Uh, and I would like to thank you uh, to, like, and I would love to ask you if you could just uh, share this around, show it to people that you haven't heard, like, that would like to listen to something funny, a podcast, if there's someone who likes that kind of thing, or if they just like cartoons, uh, if they like people just talking about goofy things that they found online basically riffing on them or people who are passionate about things you know just if you could find just find someone who if you want to just you know pass it along because we don't pay for advertising it's all word of mouth and if you can also give us a review on uh itunes or on stitcher i think we're up on stitcher right like we should be on stitcher shouldn't we uh i i probably like so we can talk about that off the air. Yeah. Well, if we're not on Stitcher, then whatever. But still, like, we we would really appreciate that. As well as, uh, if you want to just email us to uh, give us feedback, uh, say whether or not we're, what we're doing good, what we're doing bad, uh, things that we could do to improve the show, uh, things we can do to uh, make the show more uh, viable as like uh, 
like just in general as like a project, you know, I, I really love doing this and I would love to keep doing this as long as I can. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I guess that's, oh yeah. As long as you like basically just help this podcast grow, uh, we would seriously appreciate that. And I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart, like this, I love doing this. This is so fun. And, uh, we are having a blast doing this and we appreciate your support and you guys are awesome. And we would really, really love it. If yeah, you continue to help us grow and let us like get heard by more people. We're, we love that. Like, cause all of us do have like jobs and stuff like that outside of this, of course, like we don't, well, this is just a hobby for all of us right now. And like, it'd be nice to make it a little bit easier on all of us and that's including alex who's like does way more work than literally anyone else here like seriously oh my god thank you alex again um okay so i think Is that's she? gonna be yeah well will you let me drag the two non like cartoon shorts that we had to hell will you let me be the krampus uh you know what go right ahead i am 100 <laughs> okay with that all right, so uh, I'm H.T. the raccoon. I'm Casey the dog. I'm Sir the cat. And the Krampus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and this has been Toontown Public Works. And these tunes, well, tune and two shorts have been archived. In fact, the one tune is archived. The two live action shorts are going to the podcast Krampus. Okay. <laughs> they're going Bye. to be gifted to orphans. Bye. Yeah, they're going to orphans. Orphan, they, they will they they will be the Christmas presents for the orphans. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Oh, what a silly clown.